Excuse me, but are you loving this podcast? If you are, you can support the show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. All you have to do is hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Excuse me, I have something to say. Hello and welcome to Excuse Me, the podcast where we have real and open conversations about life and everything it throws at us. I'm your host, Sean Philip Naylor, and if you're tuning in for the first time, Don't forget to click on that subscribe button so you never have to miss out on an episode. You can also join in on the conversation by surfing your way over to the show's official website, excuse me, I have something to say.com, or you can follow along through with the show's official Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter account, where you can slide right on into my DMs, let me know your thoughts and feelings of the show, or if there's any future topics that you wish for me to tackle. And as always, you can find those social links embedded into the show notes for you. Hello, everyone. Thank you for stopping by the podcast. A big welcome back to all of you regular listeners out there. And if you're tuning in for the first time, remember to show that subscribe button some love by giving it a little click. That way you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're listening through Apple podcast remember that you can rate and review the show there that's going to help elevate the the show so more people can join in the conversation coming up on the show today i'm joined by marina mogami marina left her life in japan to come to australia and experience our aussie way of life when she lived in japan marina was a flight attendant And she has kindly agreed to sit down with me and answer some of the questions I've always wanted to ask a member of the cabin crew. So join us now as we lift and secure our tray tables, ensure all our carry-on luggage is safely stored in the stowaway compartments above our heads, and fasten our seatbelts as we take to the skies for this week's episode, The Flight Attendant. Hi Marina, how are you? Hi, Sean. I'm great, but I'm so nervous at the moment <laughs> because this is my first podcast. It's and exciting. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for agreeing to come onto the podcast. And I am honored that my podcast is your very first ever podcast to be a guest mm-hmm. on. That's really cool. So thank you. Oh, so, thank Marina, you. 
you used to be a flight attendant when you lived in Japan. You're now here living in Australia and you're Mm -hmm. on a visa. Um, But when you were in Japan working as a flight attendant, how long were you a flight attendant for? I worked as flight attendant for eight years and I have four years experience in a domestic flight and another four years in international flight. That's cool. Do you, what did you prefer, the domestic or the international? Uh, well, both are fun, but I prefer international flight. What makes the international flights more fun? Because I always uh, can meet people who have different culture and experience. And also I can stay, you know, like a new place for me. Yeah. yeah it was really cool for me. And where were some of the favorite places that you got to stay? Vietnam and Hawaii. I'd love to go to Hawaii. Uh, One of my best (laughs) friends, she went to Hawaii and she had the best time. Always best time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What position did you hold when you were a flight attendant? I was a cabin manager, which position is, uh, has responsibility for maintaining cabin safety and also service quality. Right. And how long did it take you to go from... I guess, just uh, a standard flight attendant to becoming a cabin manager? It depends on company, but for me, three years, I guess. Okay, that's cool. Mm. Is that that quick? I think average. Average. And why did you Mm. stop being a flight attendant? Uh, Because I decided to go to Australia for working holiday. Uh, As you know, working holiday has an age limit to apply it. And then uh, when I turned to 29... And I saw I would, re- I would regret if I missed the chance. So and I decided to come here. You came here and we love having mm-hmm. you here. How, are you, how do you find Australia? Do you love it? Like, is it a culture shock or like, how is Australia for you? How has it been? Oh, I really love Australian culture. They really respect nature and then they really enjoy what they have. It's really surprising is, uh, people walking without shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on the Gold Coast, right? Yeah. yeah. Even the adult, not only kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was at work the other day and a lady walked in off of the street and she was wearing a really nice mm-hmm. dress, but she had nothing yeah. on her feet. And she put on the, she came to the first table of shoes at the front. She put on the pair yeah. of shoes and she had to have nothing on her feet. It's really gross. But I will say this. I was like you. I when I first moved mm. here, I was like, mm, everyone's barefoot. What's going on? Uh. <laughs> I I even I do it on occasion, not very often, yeah. but on mm. occasion I can be guilty of that. Um, so going back to the the flight attendant stuff, what are yeah. some of the strangest behaviors that you've seen passengers do when you were uh, on a, on board a flight? I guess. Uh, this is less strange than a surprise, I guess. But uh, when I saw the passenger sleep, sleep on the floor. What? I know, on the floor. Like in the uh, aisle? Yeah, aisle. So, you know, I, I walk around the cabin to, you know, like uh, monitoring the cabin, you know, if yeah. there is an issue or something. And then uh, I saw the empty seat, but I just, I remember someone sit there. And then I, I just, first time I saw, 
or maybe the passenger went to the laboratory or somewhere. Yeah. And then after a few minutes, I came back and then uh, still empty. <laughs> and then uh, what? And then the, the, nobody used the laboratory. And then, uh, oh my God, passenger is missing. And I look for, I looked around and then uh, finally I found the he lie down on the floor. Oh my gosh. Was he near his seat or was he like somewhere? Uh, it's, you know, like a between seat and seat. So his yeah. foot space. Oh, okay. So like mm. in front of the seats that he would have been sitting. Yeah. Mm. And then what was he like hid underneath a blanket or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> and um, any other, any other weird things that you've seen? I mean, oh, things that you can share because you can't share everything, mm. obviously. Also, sometimes passengers try to bring all in-flight belongings to bring back home, like uh, plates and cutlery on the meal plate. Oh, like take them to steal them from the plane. Yeah, kind of steal, but, you know, they don't have, you know, they don't have that idea. You yeah. Know? I think they saw it, uh, they pay ticket. And then oh, okay. uh, the freight and the cutlery is also included a fee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, some sometimes passenger try to bring blanket. It's kind of understandable, but you know, like a cutlery, freight, and also alcohol is like a. <laughs> oh, okay. They want to take the in-flight yeah. alcohol. Mm. Wow. Okay. Try to sneak, you know. <laughs> Sneakly. I think that's that's just the general public, isn't it? They just try to get as much as they can out of everything. Yeah. Now, I know the answer to this one because mm. we've had a brief conversation before about it, which I found kind of interesting. But uh, mm. have you ever heard of the Mile High Club? No. So I've this is not that. a thing in Japan? They don't refer to the, the Mile High Club? I guess I only fly short flight or middle flight. Yeah. No more than 10 hours. So nothing happened, that kind of thing. Maybe if I fly, you know, like a flight to Europe or US, or, you know, like kind of a long flight. Yeah. More than 10 hours, it might happen. I don't know, because like I've, I've been on a flight and it wasn't an overly long one, but there was a couple, or at least I assume there were a couple, and they were sitting next mm. to each other on the flight. And there was a blanket over the yeah. two of them, but you could definitely see a particular <laughs> hand motion that the lady yeah. was doing to the the gentleman. And that, uh, I guess, that's the that couple entering the Mile High mm. Club in some way. Uh, is it a <laughs> night flight or a day flight? That was a day flight. That, do you know what? I, is it I, really? That was like uh, that was my flight. Um, from Melbourne to Sydney a few years back. Melbourne to Sydney? Mm-hmm. It's just a few hours. Yep. Wow. Maybe they weren't a couple. Maybe they just met and had a romantic moment and just needed to get things done. Oh, my know. God. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe my, I've never seen that. <laughs> oh, well. You know, for, for these eight years. That, well, maybe it, maybe it happened, but maybe you never knew. Maybe they, uh, maybe maybe. they were really good at being sneaky. Uh, or maybe the Japanese clientele or the people that were flying on your flights in Japan would probably just maybe mm. a little bit more respectful of the people around them. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about pilots because <laughs> I have a friend of mine who worked 
for a, a well-known airline, a very mm-hmm. well-known airline globally. And he was a he was one of the flight attendants, and he would often return home with stories of pilots sleeping mm-hmm. with flight attendants, including himself. Um, are the pilots as scandalous as they're made out to be? Well, it totally depends, but yeah, I heard some pilots dating local guards relay over, very relay over. Right. So like a sailor has has a a girlfriend in every port, the pilot (laughs) has a girlfriend in every city. Yeah, maybe some pilots, yeah, (laughs) in Korea, in a you know, UK. Yeah. I guess, of course, it always de- it's going to depend on the individual. We can't just throw a yeah, blanket over yeah. people's behavior. Um, uh, I also dated some uh, couple of pilots, but they are so very, very, they are very gentle and also respectable. And uh, also... Did hmm? you say that you, you dated the, a couple of pilots? Yeah. Kind, they, um, it's kind of hunger or... Yeah, right, it's yeah, not... Hanging yeah. out, having a good time. Hanging out, yeah. <laughs> But they are really good guys. Oh, good. Mm. I wouldn't like to think of anybody being bad to you. So that's good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's uh, what's the most annoying thing that passengers can do or say to just really annoy a flight attendant? Well, uh, I ask other cabin crew as well, flight attendant as well, and then uh, we all agree with taking picture and video sneakily. Is the most annoying thing. And what are the messages uh, taking sneaky pictures and videos of? Like they fancy yeah, the flight attendant, so they're like, she's pretty, I want to have a picture of her. Like that? Yes. Yeah, like that. <gasps> yeah. And also I think they don't have they don't have guts to ask. To ask <laughs> for a picture. picture? Mm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that they like the sneakiness of it all. That's a bit uh, Yeah, and we don't know. Uh, the purpose to take video and a picture. That's fair. That's fair. I um mm. I went to completely off the air flight attendant topic, but I went to a friend's house of mine today, and she mm. was cleaning her house because she's moving, so she need the people mm. need to come and and see her house, and she was mm. really concerned about people coming in and filming her house because of mm. COVID, because of COVID, they only allow you know one person from each couple in the house at a time. And yeah. there's a lot of people buying houses for people who are interstate and mm. they will get their phones out and they'll FaceTime and they'll film. Mm. And so she's really concerned about what people are doing with that footage. I mean, I'm sure the majority of people are not doing anything with it, but yeah. um, it's weird to think of somebody filming your house because in your home, mm. you of course have pictures of your family on the walls Mm-mm. and people are filming that. So I can see how as a flight attendant, it would be a little uncomfortable having, you know, noticing that a passenger is taking a sneaky photo yeah. of you, especially if it's mm-hmm. not like, not like they're taking a selfie when they're in their seat and you mm. might, you might happen to be in the background, but if you can actually see them aiming the camera, mm-hmm. yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. And also I saw the passenger attempt to see my Andy. <gasps> That's no. You need to wear a longer dress. <laughs> oh, please ask uh, the the airline. <laughs> I'll I'll send a note to the, all the Japanese airlines. Like, yeah. The, the girls need to wear longer dresses. This is not acceptable. 
Um, but actually, that's so incredibly unacceptable that yeah, somebody would be trying to sneak a picture when all you're trying to do is do your job. Mm, I couldn't say anything at the time because I was kind of fresh. There is no evidence, actually. But his action is really obvious. Right. But, yeah. But, you know, at the time, I'm really... I'm a bit afraid to, you know... You're stuck mm-hmm. on an airplane in the middle of the sky. The last thing you want to do is have a confrontation with somebody who you're then going to have to be on the plane with for another seven hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. not fun. You're having to keep mm-hmm. going to their seat and they'll just... I know how people could be. They would just probably make life really difficult for the flight attendant. Mm. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's one of the craziest in-flight stories that you're allowed to share with me? Craziest? it's uh, stacking in the airplane for six hours it's yeah this is the most craziest experience for me you were stuck on a plane yeah for six hours and this is on this is on the tarmac this is not in flight this is not in flight in the on the ground and was this when you were landing or when you were taking off we tried to take off at the time we had really bad weather. We have heavy snow. And luckily, we were in the, one of the busiest airports in Japan. And also, the airport doesn't have snow often. Right. So, so they're not even equipped. A, even light snow, they, are so, they panic. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's happened every year. You think they would they, get yeah, used they to are, They were panic every snow season. <laughs> I mean, so... I, I, I saw, yeah, I always think they should get more equipment or, you know, big vehicle for snow. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. You guys, so what, what, how was that for the passengers? Were they understanding or were they like shitty? Yeah, they are understanding. They can see, you know, outside. So they know what happened, what, what's going on outside. So yeah, nobody complained. Wow, mm. six. I can't imagine. And what was the flight that you were doing? How long was the flight supposed to be that you were on? Two or three hours. So you mm. had to sit on the tarmac in the snow, waiting to be allowed to take off for six hours. Yeah. For like a two and a half hour flight. And uh, why? Because why we stuck there? Because our airplane parking in the open spot which is, it's not connected with terminal directly. 
Yeah. So have you ever went to the airplane by bus from the terminal? Yeah, I did. In... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's called open spot. Okay. Yeah, no, I've done so that we were there. Times. Yeah, so we were there. So there is no ground staff. And then only uh, the only one of the communication is just radio in the cockpit. Yeah. So we can't talk with our ground staff directly. And so it takes time to get off the passenger. Right. And also all of our flight cancelled and then immigration uh, immigration counter is really packed. Right, so, so they had they to keep all, you yeah. on the flight because there were too many people mm. trying to get yeah, through Yeah, they asked me to stay there, yeah. Oh, annoying. I know. <laughs> yeah, we were ready to, you know, send the passenger to the terminal, but yeah. they were not. <laughs> they were like, no, you can keep them. Yeah. Uh. deal with the passengers. We're dealing with all of these other passengers. <laughs> Um, a question that I always have wanted to know is, do the flight attendants eat the same food that the passengers do, or are they allowed to bring on their own food? Oh, both are fine, but uh, usually we have same meal as passenger. As same meal as economy, or same meal as business, or same meal as first? Because <laughs> I've flown business class from yeah. uh, Brisbane to Switzerland, mm-hmm. and I know the difference and it's a mm. big difference. And then I yeah. like, I've had to fly economy since then. And it's just, mm. it's not the same. So are you like, are you, are you eating the, you know, the full on steak from business class or are you eating like the, the reheated egg roll from, <laughs> from economy? Uh, sometimes economy, sometimes business class. It's different, right? As in like, it mm. depends on, how flight. much food is available uh, on the flight or like passengers that may not have shown up or missed their flight in business there's an extra meal there maybe it's yeah it's totally depend on flight yeah i mean uh, some short flight we only have a economy meal yeah economy class meal for uh flight attendant but middle flight we have a business class meal for flight attendant so I think it's depend right. on flight and also depend on company. Okay. Yeah. I mean, mm. that makes sense. Um, what about sleeping? Is it difficult for cabin crew to sleep on an airplane? Well, it was difficult for me because uh, some aircraft are secured passenger seat for crew rest or yeah. there's small, like a secret room for us. <gasps> like a crew, we call it yeah, crew rest. <laughs> what is in the secret it's room? It's not really secret. <laughs> Like a, like a luxury so, no. king size bed. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, not like that. Beautiful mood but... lighting, teddy bears. <laughs> no teddy bears, <laughs> but we can uh, we can lie down. Okay, I yeah. mean that makes sense. Like you guys are there yeah. and you're serving all of these people. You're doing a mm. job. You need to have good rest. But we need to pass and seat belt during sleeping as well. Okay, mm. uh, where but... is this secret room located, mm. and how can I get to it? Oh, my oh. next flight, I'll be like, I know there's a secret room. <laughs> you can ask cabin crew. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Go back yeah. to your seat. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the aircraft I walk in, there's no crew rest and then there's no passenger seat for crew rest. So we always, oh, do do? So we always have rest in the galley. It's uh, Gary is like a kitchen in the aircraft. Yeah. 
how do you rest in a galley? So, so company rolled the like a small camping chair, you know, like a kind of plastic. Like a fold away <laughs> chair. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like that. <laughs> and we put that chair in the galley, and it was really like a, it was really freezing and also uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Yeah, eating meal in the fridge. And yet like you floated and it's always looked so glamorous and put together. And there you are resting on a folding out camping chair. Yeah. That's hilarious. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back to the passengers, what are some of the things that passengers have done that really get on your nerves? Leaving their seat suddenly and just before takeoff and landing. Because right, so if they have to make a mad dash to the bathroom and you're trying to do the checks. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It always makes me nervous because, you know, walking around the, walking around the cabin while seatbelt sign is off is very risky. And then, yeah, to get injured. Also, we are already nervous before takeoff and landing because it's called critical 11 minutes. Right. Yeah. So, do you something know critical can go wrong. I, 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 to be honest, I don't, but I would imagine mm. it's that, you know, if something's going to go wrong. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like a jargon. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a jargon in a, our industry. And then it's indicated first three minutes uh, after takeoff and eight minutes before landing. And this time is high risk to something happen. Right. Okay. Mm. That makes sense. Cause that's usually the time frame. I'm just always nervous. Like I don't, I like mm. flying, like the, the idea of flying and I like looking out the window and seeing everything yeah. so small. Mm-hmm. I hate landing and I hate taking off. And I remember being a kid and my dad's like, it's so cool. Like, look how fast we're going. And I'm just like, can we not, can we just, uh. can we just land and get there safely already? Like, I don't want to do this. I'm a nervous flyer. So that's me. Um, what's, what have been some of the scariest experience that you've had on a flight of yours? Uh, when we started uh, prepare meal service 30 minutes after takeoff, uh, all cabin lights turned off and the emergency light turned on suddenly. And also in that one, uh, it's ringing, yeah. but nobody calling. What do you mean? So it's like... A, <laughs> the intercom is ringing a, for you to answer yeah. it and there's no one nobody yeah and no, then no, other scary. yeah other crew other crew take the phone as well and then ask me oh did you call me and i said no did you call me no <laughs> <sighs> yeah it's like kind of like a poltergeist oh stop it yeah how long were the <laughs> how long were the emergency lights on for how many how, well, how how long like with the emergency lights on for a long time yeah long time <sighs> long time yeah so at the time i was cabin manager and then i, I immediately contacted pilot and uh, i explained what happened in the cabin and then do you know the reason and then it, they also answer me to try to figure out what happened and then eventually uh the reason is uh electrical system didn't work mm-hmm. well well, it worked so, enough to get the phone ringing. <laughs> so we decided to back, return to the airport where we departure. <sighs> to make uh, what were the passengers like when the emergency lights came on? Were they scared? Because I know I would be. I would be terrified. Uh, 
actually nobody's screaming. They just silently you know, terrified. Uh, not terrified. They enjoy the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have I another think, drink, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> yeah, because I guess passenger passengers don't know what's happened and what is unusual in the flight. If they are frequent flight there, maybe they know. But yeah, you know. Mm. So just on that, what a, as a passenger, are there any secret codes or behaviors that a flight attendant might do that could indicate to me that we might be in trouble? Not really, because. We trained. We trained. Be calm every time. It's acting. Yeah. So, yeah. so maybe you know if you see they talk seriously on the phone. I mean, intercom. Yeah. Maybe it might be something happened, but you know. Yeah. It's probably we, quite unlikely. Mm, yeah. We don't. We don't try to. We we try to not show. You know, we are panicked. Have you have you been in that position where you're having to do that, where you know that something is not necessarily really, really bad, but there's something that makes you feel panicked and you're having to go, I have to keep my composure. I have to not let passengers know. Like I have to stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. Or have your flights just always been a little bit smoother? Well, sometimes, you know, like... Uh... Like uh, we can smell smoke in the laboratory or... Well, that like could just be one of those naughty thing. passengers. Yeah. When I walk in time pressure, I was really nervous and then really lush. So... When you went in what? Good to time pressure. Oh, okay. the time pressure. Yeah. yeah. Especially short, right? And you've got so much to do in such a short time. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about when you first started mm-hmm. as a flight attendant? Were you nervous? very nervous <laughs> yeah because that would, really, that would have mm. been a case of i guess having to be new and be green on mm. a flight and then have to also be like okay am i doing everything right am i doing all the things i'm supposed to do and yeah is my face calm mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> so marina what do you what do you miss most about being a flight attendant well uh, actually i miss everything like a uh, Every flight are different and uh, never same. So always excited to go right and to meet meet new people, yeah, to have a new experience. And my final question for you is, would you ever consider going back and being a flight attendant again? Absolutely, <laughs> if I have chance. Do you think you would, would you do that in Japan or would you, could you be a flight attendant in Australia? Well, if I have chance, I'm going to try like a international company. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think you would be a great, I mean, I'm sure you were a great flight attendant and I think you would continue to be a great flight attendant. It's something that, you know, getting to know you, I know that you're very composed and mm. you do have a very calm <laughs> demeanor about you anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a a great career choice for you. And anything where somebody can get out and see more of the world is incredible too. Mm. So Marina, my love, that's it. That's all my questions I have for you. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm really, really grateful that uh, 
I was your first podcast that you got to come Yay. and be a guest. <laughs> Thank you for having me again. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Well, guys, that's a wrap for another episode of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation this week. A huge thank you again to Marina for taking the time to have a little chat with me about life in the sky. Restrictions here continue to lift and flights around the country are slowly taking off again, which is amazing. But here's to hoping we can get back on those international flights soon so we can all continue to explore this incredible planet that we call home. As always, in the interim, you guys can get in touch with me through the show's socials. So on Facebook, that is, excuse me, I have something to say. Instagram and Twitter, it's at excuse me underscore pod. Send me your feedback, send me your questions, send me some interesting topics that you want to discuss because season one of the podcast is slowly coming to an end we've got a couple more episodes left before taking a little hiatus and coming back early next year with a brand new season two of excuse me bigger conversations bigger guests it's all going to be pretty cool so until next time you guys stay safe Look after yourselves and I'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.